Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> How many do you remember that song? Yeah, I, I do. It's a cute song, cute little song. Like I said, I don't know who sang it. I really didn't know what, what the words were until somebody looked it up on the computer. And don't worry, be happy. Here's a little song I, words go. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry, be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry, be happy now. And it says, ain't got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry, be happy. The landlord says your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry, be happy. And I said, look at me, I'm happy. I love the word ain't, don't you? Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style. Ain't got no one to make you smile. Don't worry, be happy. Because when you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now, yeah. Worry is not part of the new nature. One of the points I'm bringing up towards the end of the message, because I want to emphasize it, God never worries. God is never worried about anything. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. So this is kind of, this is, I believe, a practical message. It's a helpful message. Because I don't think anybody here doesn't have times when you worry about things. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 says this. It says, be careful, here it is, be careful, filled with care for nothing. But in everything by, now here's some of the remedies of worry. But everything by prayer and supplication, supplication is a type of prayer, with thanksgiving. So you ask things from God, but you're also thankful to Him at the same time. So everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So there it is. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we're worried about things, we do not have peace in our lives. All right, turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, that's a word filled with care, and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. There's always things we're going to have to worry about and try to prepare for, and sometimes we're ready, sometimes we're not. But one thing is needful. Make sure you get the one thing, have that your top priority. And Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So understand those kind of things, too. So let's turn, if we would, now to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I'm going to start my, my message tonight on worry. Don't worry, be happy. First point I want to bring up about worry is worry is a lack of trust in God's power and in God's care. When we worry about things, we, uh, our worry is really showing that we, we, don't have, we don't believe God has the power to do what he can for us. And so sometimes we won't maybe even pray about things, but it, it questions God's power. Can God make things better? Can God solve these things we're worried about? It also um, is involved in his care for us. Does he care enough about us to do these things? So can he do it? Does he have the power? Does he have the care? Now, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 7 says this, and answers that, those two questions right here. Casting all your care upon him, 
for he careth for you. I like to be reminded of that. I like to be told, and I like to hear preaching about this, that God cares about us. He cares about us, how we're living. He cares about us, how we'll get rid of these worries that we have. Casting all your care upon him. The first word in that verse, casting, that's a continuing verb. It doesn't say just one time, but continue to do it. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Casting. Make sure you keep at it, like a fisherman casting out things. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. When you're going through those heartaches and those difficulties, he cares about you. That's important to know. You know, my parents cared about me. Your parents probably cared about you. They wanted you to do right. They were worried and concerned when you're doing some things wrong because they didn't want you to have to suffer the consequences of that wrong behavior. They cared about you. Have you ever seen in your parents' eyes when they're talking to you and trying to help you, encourage you, and get you to do what's right? Did you ever see a tear in their eye? You see, God has a tear in his eye for us. He cares about us. He wants us to do the right thing. Number one, then, worry is a lack of trust in God, a lack of trust in his power. Can he help us with our problems that we're worried about? Can he do those things? My answer to that is yes. Then the care part. Does he care enough about us to do those things? If he has the opportunity, which he certainly does, does he care enough about me? Does he care enough about you to do those things? And he certainly does. He cares about us. So when you're going through these difficulties, you're going through things that you're worried about, concerned about, that might happen to you. I mean, bad things that might happen to you. Realize he cares about you. So don't get down. Don't get down. A second thought also about don't worry, be happy. Worry is a type of fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it goes like this. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when you're fearful about things, please understand that is not from God. When we're afraid about things happening, we're afraid about bad things happening. That fear that we experience is not from God. God hath not given a spirit of fear. It's called a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear. That's interesting, too. It's a certain attitude, a certain emotion we have. But don't be fearful about things. God is in control. When was the last time you were fearful about something? Maybe it's right now. Will you trust God, his power, that he's able to do things? Number two, will you trust that he cares about you? that he will give you what you need. The, the spirit of fear that people have, worshiping hysteria, worshiping hysteria, worshiping this is bad, this is going to happen to me bad. You're thinking about the future because it's out of your control, but it's not out of God's control. But people have that. Even Christians have that many times, that fearfulness. That's wrong. That's wrong. Worry is a type of fear. A uh, third thought, another thought. Worry is useless. W what can you accomplish with worry? It's like, a, even though they say even a broken clock is right twice a day. Well, worry is not even that good. It won't even help you that much. There's nothing going to happen. Uh, nothing good's going to happen. Worry is useless. It will not help solve anything. It will not change anything. Can we do things at times? Yeah, we can do things at times to change our situation. But what can we do that can change something? Let me ask you that. 
if, if the future is out of our control, what can we do instead of worrying about things which accomplishes nothing? What can we do, though, that will accomplish something? What can we do? Boy, you've got it right. You're a smart group. You can pray about things. Pray about those matters. Pray that God might lift that burden. Work in your situation. Work in your future. That God will work those things out. But worry is useless. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. And it kind of brings up one of the other thoughts I have here. The worry has consequences. What are the consequences of worry when you worry about things? One thought I had when you worry about things, you're drained emotionally. Doesn't it take effort to worry? You're thinking about it. You're, it's on your mind all the time. And then you don't have the energy to do all the other things that you want to do or would want to do or need to do. So first of all, it has consequences. It drains people emotionally. Secondly, it is despair. Worry is despair. It's thinking that nothing good is going to come of this. Nothing. Worry is despair. Do you ever have any stress in your life? Everyone does. We go through things like that. What's another consequence of worry? Loss of sleep. Amen? Am I telling you it straight tonight? Loss of sleep. When you're worried about things, you go to bed at night and your mind is just racing on those, uh, that subject. You can't get it off your mind. You might be able to try to direct your attention to other things, doing something else to get your mind off of it. But when you get to bed at night and everything else is clear, everything else is gone, you stay awake for hours. Have you ever had sleepless nights? Why? What is the cause of those sleepless nights? Worry. Another thought of the consequence, it's an exaggeration of the worst possible things happening to you. Thinking the worst is going to happen to you. There's a quote I put in the newsletter that said this. It was put under the uh, humorous part. It said, anxiety man, able to leap to the worst consequences in a single bound. Anxiety man. It's an exaggeration of all those things. Worry frightens us. When you worry about things, you get scared. You, you can't think straight after that because your mind just focused on what, what you're worried about and the thing you stress out about. It's as bad as we think it is and a whole lot worse. Worry, worry about these things. Worry is faith in the negative. It's believing that something bad's going to happen. Amen? Something bad is going to happen to you. We have cause to worry in America. We worry about our society, and we can picture in mind how bad it's going to get. Well, it's bad now, but you wait, you know, it's getting worse. Yeah, but don't let that, those kind of things stay in your mind. What is that verse in Philippians 4, 8? What sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. So let our mind think about those kind of things. But worry is faith in the negative. Worry is faith in thinking that you're going to be defeated. Worry is believing that things are going to get worse instead of better. Uh, worry is, is faith in the bad things that's going to happen to you and believing that's going to happen to you. That's what worry is. It's faith in the negative. Why do we think those kind of things? 
instead of thinking, God, I'm going to pray about this. God will work, and if he answers my prayer, praise the Lord for that. He might say yes, he might say no, or he might say not yet. But the worries that we have drag us down. Turn to Numbers chapter 14. Worry causes murmuring. The book of Numbers really is a, a book of complaining. The Old Testament word for complaining is murmuring. You know the story here. The spies, spies came back from the promised land. Numbers chapter 14. Twelve of them went out. Uh, two came back with a good report. Joshua and Caleb, they said, God gave us the land. Let's go. But the other ten, they told about the giants that lived in the land. And they were overcome and they did not have faith. They were not... Uh, they didn't believe they could conquer these, these enemies in this promised land. And they scared the people. And when they scared the people because of their negative report, what did they do when they got scared? They murmured. Because they were worried the worst was going to happen to them. They didn't think that God had promised them victory. They didn't think about that. that. That was completely out of their mind. But Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. And all the congregation lift up their voice and cried... And the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel murmured. Okay, now notice the next word, against. If anybody's murmuring, complaining, fearful, it's always against someone. Notice that? It's against somebody here. They murmured against, now Moses, and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would God we had died in this wilderness? What kind of faith is that in their God? Did they really think that God brought them into that land just so that they could be miserable? Now look at verse 3. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword? Is that why he brought us out to have us killed out here in this wilderness? That our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, let us return unto Egypt. They wanted to go back into the world. This is a picture of Christians sometimes. After you're saved, when you're, when you're a Christian, uh, things get a little rough sometimes in serving the Lord. In fact, the more you want to serve Him and the more you do for the Lord, uh, it seems like it instigates our enemy, doesn't it? Even more. So be aware of that. The more you want to do for the Lord and you start doing for the Lord, expect some kind of problems to come up because there's certain, a certain individual that does not want you serving the Lord. But there they were. They came back with a negative report. Chapter 13, just that uh, verse 32. And all the peoples that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. We don't have a chance. Fear and worry causes murmuring. Because you're worried about something and then you think, how did I get here? Who caused me to be in this situation? And you, you look for somebody to be against. You look for somebody to be the cause of your problems. You're upset, you're angry, like they were angry against Moses here. You want somebody to be angry against because of your problems that you have in your life or situations in your life or the worries and stress in your life. You want somebody to be angry about. Isn't that interesting, the way that works? Worry causes murmuring against someone. Sometimes it's even God. Some people even get upset with God. And also, 
I mentioned this a little bit. Let me say a few more things about that now. Worry causes panic and unwise reactions. People will do things when they're worried, when they're fearful. People will compromise when they're worried and they're fearful. Even King David in the Old Testament, you know the story. King David at one time got so discouraged, he said, Saul is going to kill me. So he went, but where did he go? To live with the Philistines. Even to fight in their battles. David, what's wrong with you? Get a hold of yourself. What happened there? He got discouraged. He gave up hope. So it'll cause people to do the worst, make the worst decisions when they're worried about things and they're stressed out about things. They'll make some of the worst decisions in their life because they, they want to get out of this situation. It, it's, it's so bad. It, it, the stress and the worry is getting to them. So they were, are, will be tempted to compromise in those kind of areas. Worry causes panic and unwise reactions. Here's a question. What if God's will is to have some problems in the future for you? What if some problems do come up in your life? What if you're facing those problems already in your life? You know that the answer is you should still not worry about them. Job had his problems, didn't he? Did he worry about those problems? You know, he didn't worry about those problems. He did wonder about those problems. I think we can say that. He didn't worry about them, but he did wonder about those problems. But if God's will for you, God's will for me, is to have some future problems, and we're aware of it even today, it is still not God's will to worry about it. What's an example of that? The Old Testament Israelite army. They're going to have to fight. Many times they fought the Philistines. They knew they were going to have a battle ahead of them. They knew it's going to be a difficult thing. And they were worried, but they got ready. They prayed to the Lord through their leaders when they had the right leaders and they had the right army, and God was going to bless them. But at no time ever were they supposed to worry about it. Trust God. I just saw Joshua chapter 1. I just thought of that verse, and it fits in so well here. The Lord's going to encourage Joshua as he starts his journey here, his battle here. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now there's the key to success. Meditate therein day and night from the book of the Lord, that thou mayest observe to do. So you meditate to read the word of God so you know how to act. Observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now, it's good enough in verse 8, but it gets even better in verse 9. Have not I commanded thee? Who commanded them? Lord God Almighty. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. That's what we're talking about tonight, fear, worry. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. Why? It gives you an answer. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. No matter where you are, God is there. God is there. What a, what a wonderful thing that is. Don't panic. Uh, don't make unwise decisions. Don't uh, compromise in different areas. Don't listen to the wrong people when you're in these situations. Make sure you listen to the right people, the counsel, Psalm chapter 1. But panic and unwise reactions, be careful of that. Don't do those things. Don't do those things. 
Now, just two more thoughts I want to bring up tonight. First of all, the worry is not part of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Now, the next time you are faced with a situation where you're worried about it, fearful about it, and by the way, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Don't worry about Satan. I mean, worry and fear is the type of worship. We're to fear God. We're not to fear Satan. So worship the Lord. Fear him. Don't fear Satan. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 is the verse I want. Now, I'm going to read this verse. You've read it before. But I want you to think about it tonight under this context. Do you see worry or fear in any of these qualities or definitions of the fruit of the Spirit? Can you see any kind of fear or worry in here at all? It says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, control. Against such there is no law, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Don't worry, you'll be happy. And God never worries. Turn to John chapter 14, verse 27. And this is the Lord himself speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace. I like that. That excites me every time I think about that. My peace. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He had such peace even as he was going to the cross. He prayed about it. He prayed about that. We know he prayed in the garden there. We know that story. But he says, my peace I give unto you. The peace that Jesus Christ had even going to the cross to be crucified for our sins. He had a peace about him. And he says he gives that same kind of peace to who? Christians. Us. My peace I give unto you. You. I like that word you. You know why? Because that's me. My peace I give unto you. My last thought is this. I think every Christian in the world today needs to grow in that area. It's such a wonderful thing to have less stress, less fear, less worry, and more of the peace that the Lord Jesus Christ gives. What a wonderful thing that is. Heavenly Father, as we, we come to you in prayer tonight, we don't know what the future holds, but Lord, you do. And even if it's going to get a little rough for us, we should still not worry and get stressed out and worked up all about it. But they have the peace that Jesus gives. He said, my peace I give unto you. Thank you, Lord, for that. Just bless now. Next time we go through our stress and our worry and our fearfulness, maybe casting all our care upon you, maybe be thinking of this, be reminded of this. What a wonderful thing it is. But Lord, you know, the Christians shouldn't have stress or worry about these things. But those that are not yet Christians, they should be worried about their eternity. They need to fear the right person here. They need not to fear mankind, but they need to fear the Lord. And they can turn that fear to his love and his provision and his salvation and his forgiveness. So I pray if there's some tonight that need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ yet, that they'll believe tonight. They'll turn, they'll turn to him in repentance and faith and what Jesus Christ has done for them.
So bless this time now of prayer and invitation. In Jesus' name, I do pray and ask it. Amen.